if at times like that you can take your beads and start making yourself say the prayers, bit by bit your body can sort of drag your reluctant soul into prayer and you can start praying. And if a time comes when you're so ill or old that you can't do anything else, then, if when you were young you got used to saying your rosary and got to love it, then you'll never be unhappy or lonely. You'll be able to take your beat in your hand and at once find yourself at Nazareth or on Calvary or in the Garden of the Resurrection or already in spirit in heaven with our Blessed Lady and the angels and saints. And these are the people who will be hoping to see before very long and to be with them forever. It's really important when you're young to get to love to say the rosary. I remember I was talking to a girl once and she didn't say her rosary. And I said to her, you know, you ought to get to say your rosary because it could be that when you get ill or old, it'll be the only thing you can do. And then she started weeping. I've never seen anyone weep so much. And then she told me that her father, he died before she was born. And his last words were, can I have my rosary? It's a great help to you. I was bicycling along one day, it was about a year ago, and a woman stopped me and said there was an Italian in hospital who was dying. And he couldn't talk English, and no one could establish any sort of contact with him. Well, I can talk a bit of Italian, so I went along. And his eyes were open in a fixed sort of glassy look, and really he looked as though he was practically dead. And I sort of shouted close to him, and I couldn't get through. I think he came from Sicily or so. Maybe he didn't just understand that my sort of Italian. But I couldn't register with him at all. And I didn't know what to do. So I put my rosaries, I put my rosary in his hands. And he, his face came alive. And uh, his eyes sort of became alive again. And he sort of felt it and got hold of the crucifix and started kissing the crucifix. He, he died shortly after. I'd anointed him. Well, that man must have got used to saying the rosary when he was young. And here he was in his last moments. And he felt this rosary. And he knew just what it was. And he got so used over the years to finding God in prayer while handling those beads. I'm sure that physical contact raised his soul to a new intimacy with God and really prepared him for that final journey. Obviously, you can't just jump straight into saying the rosary without difficulty. I'm a convert. It took me, I suppose, about 12 years of saying the rosary before I really seemed to get very much out of it. But even if it is an acquired habit, it's one well worth acquiring. And if sometimes it seems a bit penitential, you can be sure that our Blessed Lady wasn't unaware of its penitential aspect when at Fatima she so repeatedly told the children to tell people to say the rosary. Prayer and penance, these are what 
from Old Testament times God's prophets have been urging on his people. And so if we find the rosary bit penitential sometimes, well, so much the better. It may help make up for some of our sins. Now, when you're saying the rosary, as I said, you don't think of the Hail Marys, you think of the mystery. And the mysteries of the rosary take us through all the main, the main things in our religion. God himself will show you what to think about when you're saying the rosary. So what I'm going to say now is just what I think about, but you'll certainly think up things much more. I remember talking to my mother. She'd been a Catholic about a couple of years, and she'd started saying the rosary, and I was trying to tell her how to say the rosary with profit. And then she started telling me what, uh, what she thought about when she said the rosary. And I realized that though it was quite different to what I thought about, it was much better. It, it suited her uh, like, a, like a glove. So you yourself, if you persevere in saying the rosary, you'll come to get help out of it that you yourself need. Anyhow, I'll tell you the sort of things that I think about when I'm saying the rosary. The first joyful mystery at the Annunciation. And I look into Our Lady's heart, so to speak, and I see there a heart which has never resisted God's grace. Ever since Our Lady was very little, as soon as she knew what God wanted, she did it. Saint Teresa, the child Jesus, the little flower, said that from the age of three she'd refused Jesus nothing. For if she was like that, obviously our blessed lady... God never found any resistance at all in her heart. And then I look into my own heart. And I see a heart that from the time I came to the use of reason, I've been sort of resisting God's grace and disappointing God and sort of thwarting him. And so I ask God to make my heart a bit more like Our Lady's to contrast those two hearts for a couple of minutes in silence, so to speak. It makes a good prayer. And then the second mystery, the visitation. Our Lady, now expecting, goes to visit her cousin Saint Elizabeth. And we can be sure that during the journey and during the months she stayed with Saint Elizabeth, even though she must have been very busy helping her cousin, she was always mindful of the child she carried beneath her heart, thinking of the mystery that is going on within her. Now when we're baptized, the Holy Trinity come and live in us. Mortal sin, I suppose, means that we make the atmosphere so nauseous that God has to move out. If I spend a day thinking hateful thoughts about somebody, it's like if I had to spend a day in a room with a dead cat. I mean, the smell it gets so awful, I had to move off. And if I make my soul so nauseating to God that he has to move out, that's what we call committing mortal sin. Anyhow, when we're in the state of grace, we have the Holy Trinity living in us. And we, we can be quite forgetful of that. 
when I go out visiting, it's happened a few times that I go into somebody's house and I'm put in a room and I'm just left there for perhaps 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Maybe an accident's happened to the baby or something and they, anyhow, I'm just left there on my own. And I, I suppose I shouldn't, but I, I get sort of annoyed or impatient at just being left. And yet, what do we do to God? We don't think of him. And he's there within us. And so maybe something to pray for when saying these Hail Marys could be that we might be more mindful of the indwelling presence of God in our soul, more attentive to our divine guest, more aware of the movements of grace in us, more aware of what we're thinking of, so that we may be motivated more by grace and less by, by nature, by our own natural thoughts. Another thing I've been thinking of recently is this, that during this mystery of the visitation, Jesus is being fashioned by the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Well, that's an image of what happens to us during our life on earth. In a way I don't quite understand, our whole life as a Christian is to be fashioned by God in intimate dependence on Mary into a perfect likeness of Christ. And so I think of that and think of something which I don't understand at all, but somehow this is the reality of our life of grace. We're very dependent on Mary. We're completely dependent on God. And the whole object of the exercise is to make us into perfect likenesses of Christ.